Okay, finally. And I'm probably still not quite ready, but it's been approximately two weeks since I announced that I was going to begin podcasting. And I was at uh, an event, uh, Christmas carols and fireworks the other night uh, locally, and I ran into a guy who brought it up and encouraged me to get on with it and you know more or less just said just do what you do uh and that's just you know talk about stuff in general uh and generally uh, most people uh find something in there uh that would humor them so uh, after much procrastinating uh, you could throw in a, a lot of excuses, time. Uh, I don't have uh, my microphone set up or any other equipment uh, as such at this point in time, but that's happening. That's on its way. And also, uh, I should have listened to other experts, as, which I have. Uh, on on podcasting and structure and because I think I did mention in my initial uh, intro that it was going to be unscripted and basically it will be but you still need to have some uh, ideas and a format and you know who the, the audience is going to be and then just uh, start trying it out uh, and just go with it from there ad-libbing uh, hit and miss, uh, in, inviting friends in on topics that I may not be an expert on, but but or topics also that I'm enthusiastic about and I have some knowledge in. So, yeah, there'll be some uh, friends that uh, come from all walks of life uh, working in different uh, industries um, and they'll offer uh, a, their... Uh, view on uh, some of the topics that I choose or I might just ring them up and, and, and do it randomly and just say hey uh, what's this topic going to be about today what are we going to talk about so we'll try and keep that interesting uh, random and uh, encouraging people to, um, to to give feedback or you know, leaving uh, voice messages and uh, things like that, that we'll work all that out as we go. So the first topic today, I guess I've got a few written down here in front of me after listening to a podcast from uh, one of the uh, people that uh, work for Anchor, which is the app that I'm using to create my podcasts and you might be able to hear a bit of background noise sounds like somebody's using uh i don't know what tool that would be um it could be a circular saw i'm not sure what it is but i've got the, the front and the back door open uh a bit of breeze coming through it's quite nice it's not hot enough today to put the air conditioning on but uh it's nice having the sitting in the crossfire of the front door and the back door and the, and the breeze is coming through. It's beautiful. So, a uh, topic for discussion today or to get the ball rolling uh, might be something that um, I'm passionate about, I guess you could say, and it's a feel-good subject. Uh, it's a, a one that... Um, uh, could be debated on many levels, but comedy, uh, the different varieties, you know, stand-up, visual stuff, movies, you know. Uh, I've, I guess, started at a very early age for me and it's been a huge part of my life <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I haven't taken things as seriously as I should have because, you know, from a very early age, watching shows like Kenny Everett, uh, things I probably shouldn't have been watching. Um, at such an early age, uh, Benny Hill, 
uh, you know, I wasn't really into the goodies, uh, but there was shows like, oh, I'm trying to remember um, who they were, but some of my earliest influences, obviously, Robin Williams and, uh, you know, um, British, primarily, like the Carry On shows with Sid James and... Uh, um, um, Oh, Faulty Tower was so wrong, so wrong today. You wouldn't. That's just you know, uh, yeah. Faulty Towers and the the Monty Python uh, lunatics. That stuff, thigh slapping, eye watering, rib cracking laughter. You know, just leaving you breathless. And you know, well, I guess also I listened to a lot of uh, stuff that today was absolute. Uh, you know. You'd be labelled uh, a racist or, you know, somebody that was against minorities. But but that was the humour back then. And having grown up in uh, Western Sydney until I was about 13 and a half, uh, I lived in a very multicultural, uh, you know, environment. And every, yeah, it didn't matter where you were from. Uh, to me, you know, there were Lebanese, there were Scottish, there were Aboriginals, there were people from, you know, Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia. Uh, there were people from you know, all over the world. And, uh, yeah, you just got along. And, yeah, so, you know, but the comedy back then, like especially British comedy, oh, uh, yeah, I could go on and on. Eddie Booth. Eddie, um, which was Love Thy Neighbour, that stuff, that now you cringe though when you watch that, Kingswood Country, stuff like that, that, uh, you know, you don't hear too much of it, or even, you know, in the odd conversation, you might have people bring that up, and then you know, I sort of progressed as I got older, you know, uh, there was a cheeky slapstick comedy, I used to enjoy Jerry Lewis, as a kid at my grandparents. Um, he was a funny guy. Uh, it was slapstick comedy, you know. Um, then, you know, I sort of progressed on to Billy Connolly. Uh, he's, you know, uh, Rowan Atkinson, uh, The Young Ones, you know, more British comedy. Uh, they're very good at it. Um, American-wise, we got, you know, for me... Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, uh, there's others that worked with them. Uh, Schneider, well, I think Rob Schneider, uh, people that just you, you would just look at them, and they make you laugh. As they say, you know, in the business, you head for comedy, you know, or head for radio, either either. But yeah, comedy's just been a big, massive part of my life, and they. They reckon that they've researched and that uh, 10 minutes of laughter is equal to about two hours sleep. So for someone like me that uh, doesn't have uh, a regular or decent sleeping pattern, uh, laughter has a, a more significant uh, place in my life than uh, you know I ever imagined. So, yeah, where do I go from there uh, in terms of stand-up comedy, you know? Richard Pryor, uh, it you just go on and on and on. I, I, you know, and I, it could be satirical, it could be observational, it could be political, and I've discovered discovered some uh, um, other uh, comics um, that have uh, passed in the you know over the last twenty years and most recently that were uh, a, a bit out there, that were very, like, controversial, but also very popular and very famous. Uh, so we'll talk about them another time because that, you know, could, uh, you know, upset a few people. But, you know, like one of them would say, it's comedy, it's a joke. But today, you know... We do need to be a little bit more, uh, I wouldn't say conservative, but just mindful of the audience and 
you know, because minorities do cop a flogging when it comes to um, when it comes to comedy stand up, particularly. Uh, you know, like Mad TV. You know, ten, fifteen years ago, uh, that's you know you won't see that sort of stuff anymore. Um, and then we had uh, you know comics taking the piss out of themselves. You know, some of the minorities like Effie and uh, you know. Um, Australian uh, comics uh, and uh, some international acts. Uh, yeah, so, you know, and then you've got Carl Barron. He's a bit dry, but can bring a, a tear of laughter to your eye. Um, uh, Jim Owen, the Irish import. Uh, I've seen him live. I've seen Rodney Roode. I've seen Kev Bloody Wilson. Um you know, uh, I've seen Rodney Roode many times um, and Kev Bloody Wilson numerous times, uh, Marty Coffey, you know, could go on, like I mentioned earlier, all day about comedy and the role that it's played in my life and still does. Uh, I, You know, I could wake up at 3am in the morning, uh, go to the toilet and just, you know, check my phone, as people do these days. And there might be some funny man. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed at 3 o'clock in the morning having a belly laugh, and the bed's obviously... Uh, there's some movement going on there, and my wife might be there asleep, and she'll give me a nudge and go, hey, you can put your phone away and go to sleep. But I'm, I'm sitting there at 3 o'clock in the morning, and the humour automatically just switches on. So... For me, you know, it could be, you know, any time of the day, night, morning, whatever. Uh, you know, if something comes across, that, you know, that, uh, um, uh, that finds my uh, funny bone, then, yeah, I'll, I'll, I just can't put it down. I'll, I'm, I'm looking for more. But, yeah, I've been following a few... Uh, a few uh, people that have made uh, a living on YouTube uh, from uh, their comedy. Uh, oh, like this. What's this? Uh, Nick. I think Nick Flanagan. He's uh, uh, from. He's he's British. He's a. Uh, I think he's Cockney. The guy's hilarious. Uh, Joe Coy, American Filipino. But it helps if you understand the culture that they, uh, you know taken the mickey out of uh if i can use that uh, term or expression they and for me you know having worked in many different industries uh in many different roles uh i've come across many different nationalities and i've always been interested in other cultures from a very young age you know having grown up in uh western sydney from when i was about two till i was 13 and a half and prior to that I think we lived in Redfern for a couple of years and but I, and I was born in Toowoomba so I don't know at about 10 months old or something 11 months old we moved from uh, my mother's family uh, from there to my father's family in Redfern and then they opened up Western Sydney and like both my parents worked at Liverpool Hospital and you know, I lived there until I was third and a half. My, my parents broke up when I was about five, I think, or seven, something like that. And when I was about 13 and a half, I went to live with my dad in Newcastle and then come back to my mum and I was in between them for a couple of years. So, you know, I've, I've, I'd done a lot of living uh, before I became an adult. And, uh, you know, I'd lived with my grandparents in Toowoomba. Uh, so, you know... I, I, come across a lot of different people in a lot of different uh, environments and situations, travelling on my own, on the old McCafferty's uh, coaches and uh, the Greyhound buses, going to my grandparents and meeting people. And, yeah, so my I'm not, you know, I just, I can't sit down to the same thing every day. You know, variety really does stimulate me as uh, is the case with just about any topic that we we will cover in the days and weeks and months to come. 
but comedy is uh, something that I'm passionate about, and knowledgeable about, uh, enthusiastic about. Uh, but like I said, not everything that I've uh, enjoyed over the years is uh, appropriate now. And uh, of and as I've matured as an adult, that uh, you know has to be uh, you know out of respect for uh, others, particularly the minority groups, as I mentioned previously, that cop a flogging in comedy. Um, you know you have to uh, exercise a bit of uh, respect. Um, but, you know, comedy is just that. And if you're offended by it, well, you just switch the channel and go off. But I never uh, appreciate uh, jokes that are, you know, demeaning uh, to individuals or to minority groups, uh, whoever they are. Um, I think that, you know... We do need to uh, be careful about how we embrace that. Um, and having said that, um, yeah, you know, it's okay to perhaps enjoy uh, certain things on in in your own time, in your own space. You know, uh, one of the comedians uh, mentions about. Not he's not politically correct, but he's correct, and that's true. Um, so while uh, you know other p people may be offended by uh, certain uh, jokes or, or observation, really, uh, this I think his name's what's his Ricky May or someone I, I can't think of it right now, but he's he passed away a couple of years ago, but he would. Uh, he was from the South in America and he was like, really uh, would make a lot of people cringe. But he also, in the audience, all the minorities that he uh, would, uh, his jokes were about observation, uh, you know, Hispanics and um, African-Americans and even the whites, basically, who he represented, you know, and most of his friends were from all those groups. And they, they were all there. And the, the, the cameras would, throughout his performances, be um, out on the audience and they would be uh, targeting the group that he was um, taking the mickey out of. And they were all in hysterics because it was accurate, you know, uh, about how they carried on and that. And he lived in a... You know, he lived in some uh, some of the suburbs that they also resided in, and you know he was uh, uh, very popular. But like I said, he wasn't everyone's cup of tea either. But as I mentioned, he did have uh, an audience that was very diverse, and uh, you know everyone that he mentioned were there. <laughs> You know, there weren't too many... And I've heard stories about his shows uh, told by other people on podcasts, uh, you know, because I like to do a little bit of research and just and find out the other side because you don't always see everything in the show, you know. Um, and I've also seen some uh, people, uh, you know, make a point to let, let the, the comedian or the stand-up know that they were offended by... Uh, comments that, that were made and um, that was kind of accurate but not really uh, and, you know, they kind of ended up leaving and everyone else was okay with it. But, like, again, it's like anything, you know, even on Facebook you see stuff that makes you cringe on TV, radio, whatever. Turn it over, turn the channel, do yourself a favour, don't put yourself through that. But if you feel like you need to uh, shout out or call somebody out, do that. I do. I've seen people that I'm friendly with on Facebook make comments that I just thought were inappropriate, you know, and I've personally messaged them, never calling them out publicly 
you know, humiliating them uh, in that format or forum, they're doing that themselves. But I would just message them, message them personally and just say, hey, do you think that that was appropriate? You know, like, uh, and then if their response wasn't, uh, you know, one that was uh, favourable or they weren't showing some, you know, redemption uh, or remorse, then, you know, I'd just flip them, get rid of them, gone, done. Uh, you know, the choice is yours, isn't it? But, uh, and then, like I said, I have heard the minorities that are often uh, targeted in comedy, uh, you know, been there in just that audience and heard them take the piss out of themselves and I've been frightened to uh, to laugh because that it was comedy and it was funny and I understood it because I understood a bit about their culture, but I was a bit reluctant to let them know that I thought that that was funny um, because I wasn't, you know, a part of that minority. But I was because I was invited there. And I mentioned those groups again on another occasion, but I did go... Uh, to a uh, the American Filipino uh, Joe Coy's uh, comedian in Sydney last year at the Enmore or Enmore Theatre, I think, and um, uh, there weren't many too many Caucasians there. Let's say uh, it was a predominantly uh, a Filipino audience, uh, and uh, what a night! The guy is so clever, and I actually got a meet and greet. Um, backstage my wife um, paid for and uh, she allowed me to go back and, and meet him which was um, just brilliant but yeah he was um, you know getting into it um, most of the show was about you know life uh, with his mother and his sisters and, and his son and the Filipino way and you know and um, his, his father and his stepfather and and that and uh, and then you know he, he ripped on other Asian minorities, but mainly to do with their accent and how they sounded and what it kind of meant to him, you know, from Koreans to Japanese to uh, yeah, and um, it was yeah very 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 funny, you know. I think comedy will always uh, offend somebody. Uh, but like, uh, you know, a few books that I've read in my life, uh, one in particular were Saunders, Harry, I think it was, he was like the first, uh, commissioned officer in the Australian army. He was a World War II veteran and he also fought in Korea and he, I think he became a captain or a major and, um, he, you know, was a subject of, uh, racism you know, like he was rep uh, representing his... Uh, and this is another uh, topic or subject that I'm passionate about, is uh, our country's first people, Aboriginals. Uh, but, yeah, Harry Saunders, uh, yeah, his wife was living in a mouldy, rat-infested terrace house in in, uh, in uh, Redfern, I think, in, in, in the city somewhere there. Um, and... Uh, I think I lent that, that book to my good friend, Nathan Brennan, but it's okay. Um, yeah, no, I, um, yeah, he uh, used to often would just let it go over the top of his head. However, he, you know, he just said it just depends on your attitude and how you receive it. Um, but there were times when he did stand up for himself and uh, he could handle himself very well. Red Saunders, it might have been. He had a brother that fought in New Guinea alongside a guy who won a Victoria Cross. It was um, from my uh, former regimental battalion. Um, but yeah, Reg, Reggie Saunders um, became a bit of a hero to me, actually. But yeah, he, he um, had a sense of humour um, and uh, he was a very good... Uh, soldier, an honourable man, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that another time as well. So here I am, just you know, tripping along, 
here starting off with the comedy and I've I've, I've stepped into a couple of other uh, topics or ideas that uh, we'll cover in the future. And I'll actually invite uh, some friends to uh, help me cover those, uh, particularly uh, the one uh, about uh, Australia's first people, uh, the, the longest or continuous surviving um, Indigenous culture in the world. Um, yeah, so you know, I grew up with uh, Aboriginal people, I've uh, worked with them, I've uh, coached them, I've taught them. Um, yeah, I've uh, a big part of my life and, uh, and, and I love them, uh, you know. Uh, but we're all human at the end of the day, but like, yeah, they don't, they're not... Uh, um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, contentious issues in Australia that are kind of out of my depth a little bit, and it's not that I don't want to get involved. It's just that I don't know enough about uh, those uh, contentious issues and to uh, be able to um, offer in-depth insight, you know, to um, help people understand. But that's what needs to be done in Australia anyway to be honest getting away from the comedy side of things now um, you know I believe you know like, there's no treaty they don't have a treaty so there's I understand that you know New Zealand have had one that you know over a hundred years ago and Australia still you know just the government of the day you know uh, but yeah that's another topic for another day that like I said, I will invite, uh, I have intentions of inviting some friends in that are politically minded and well-versed in, uh, in the, you know, uh, that aspect of uh, um, our, our country's uh, um, shame, I'd have to say. So, uh, and more can be done. Um, yeah, so yeah, again, we'll do that another time. So, we, we'll, we will cover things like sport, relationships, cars, um, you know, just adapting to life, um, self help stuff, food, food's a big one, yeah, food, love it, can cook, uh. Yeah, I'm, yeah, very, yeah, oh, just, yeah. So, and from those uh, ideas, um, you know, there'll be uh, other little um, topics that, you know, will branch off those, you know, like sport, uh, the different, from coaching to being a spectator um, to, to working, you know, uh, in the in the industry, um, being a uh, an exercise therapist, exercise specialist, having taught it, coached, you know, different levels, uh, you know, from local staff to regional to state to national, um, different things. Um, yeah, so we, the, the, yeah, we we cover many uh, topics, but the self help stuff. Uh, you know, trying to uh, give uh, some information out there, uh, references, referrals. Um, yeah, just pointing people in the right direction. Um, also taking uh, questions um, and to offer, you know, with, with the view of offering uh, other uh, topics or you know by on on anything anything even if we don't cover it uh, well, I'll find somebody that can and a whole lot of people uh, so this one hasn't really been I guess that um, humorous uh, even though the topic was comedy but I uh, I guess I'm not even sure if this one will make it to the um, out there in the 
been released to in the different um, places there it'll end up um, like I'm still learning about all this so um, I did when I was listening to uh, how to you know make your first podcast I suggested that you might record something three or four times and over the period of a week before you put it out there but I think I'm just going to throw something out there get some feedback uh, hopefully really that's what I'm, I want because you can't uh, make adjustments or improve uh, you know unless people uh, are brave enough to, to let you know and often people won't say anything they'll just sit on their hands but you, I know I can't function in a world like that I need feedback even if you think it's going to offend me or whatever everyone's entitled their opinion doesn't mean you're an expert, though, but everyone's entitled. So please offer your um, your opinions and, your, you know, your feedback or your ideas even. And, uh, yeah, however that happens on here, uh, through personal messages or whatever, I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm still learning it all, but I'm just going to uh, do it as I, on the run as I go because I really do lack that time that I need to uh, to sit down and just go through it all, you know, all, all uh, facets and aspects of, of podcasting. So I'm just going to do as uh, one of the experts from Anchor suggests and let's just start something and just roll with it. And, uh, yeah, all good then. So on that note, um, I'll, I'll just uh, wrap this one up for for today and uh, who knows maybe later on um uh today or um maybe tomorrow i'll um i'll jump on and uh we'll uh, get something else happening out there so uh just a shout out to uh some friends that i'm gonna bring in uh some of them <laughs> no others um, i'll probably just hear it for the first time uh but my old mate uh brendan noel talitsky He's a bit of a, a rugby league nut and a, a tragic South Sydney supporter like myself, but he's another level tragic. I'll be calling Brenna, Brennan in to have a, a bit of a yarn with us and a, a, a bit of banter and, um, you know, throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, ben Bell, who's, you know, diverse knowledge on a lot of things, uh and a good friend of mine and uh respected you know uh his opinions and views on on a variety of topics also um laurie taylor who uh he works in the uh, uh sports industry i guess you could call it rugby league uh he gets around <laughs> he's been traveling some pretty seriously remote areas um, developing the game of rugby league so Laurie will have uh, I think I've I have messaged him and said oi uh, yes, I'll call you up one day and we'll do a podcast and who else am I thinking oh my old mate uh, Nathan Brennan if he's up for it he's um, local Aboriginal Land Council uh, the head guy up there in uh, Coffs uh, he's a great man, knows his stuff, uh, very passionate and, uh, yeah, yeah, respected. He, he was a, I guess you could say a colleague, uh, one time, um, and, oh, there's a lot of other people that, um, I've, uh, haven't mentioned, uh, at this point in time, but, uh, yeah, they'll be, you know, just random stuff. Even, uh, you know, yeah, there are other people. Uh, but I'm not, um, I don't have a list in front of me right now. But there are a few that I've spoken to already and given them a bit of a heads up. And there's others that I haven't and I'll just randomly call them out <laughs> and just go with it from there because that'll just make it that little bit more interesting. Uh, you know, no time for preparation, just putting people on the spot 
and um, and just uh, trying to uh, you know give people uh, something different in their day. I guess I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I'm just making it up as I go along. Alrighty, so uh, here we are. We're like what? Just a week out from Christmas. Feels really strange, actually. And we'll um, yeah, we'll, we'll chat again uh, in the next uh, day or so. But like, oh yeah, for me, it's going to be very random. So you know, um, just you know, push the like button or favorite or whatever you do and uh you know subscribe or whatever and just uh keep it uh um keep it real i guess uh, but don't forget to find a bit of time for yourself be good to yourself do something good for yourself yeah that's it that's important uh so that, i guess that's my message for the day all right then Thanks, uh, Merry Christmas to you all, and um, well, uh, good luck at the uh, the ham raffles. All right, cheers. Thanks. So there's uh, thirty thirty six minutes of your life that you won't get back if you lasted that long uh, listening. I, I can talk. Uh, one of my uh, employee pl- employees or employers, one of my employers from a, a couple of years back would employ me to talk for two hours to uh, a new um, students. Uh, yes, every semester, tell them a story how I got there, and kind of just help them feel or make them feel comfortable and maybe inspire them too in some way so if you last for 36 minutes uh yeah that's great but i'd usually talk for about an hour and then let them step out and uh, you know have a toilet break and have a drink and that and um you know let their brains rest and then bring them back in for another hour <laughs> um and yeah so uh how many times did i say you know bit like Jeff Fennick, how he used to, back in the day, go, and them are, and them, and them, here's me. Uh, you know, you know, anybody uh, willing to count those, uh, there might be a six-pack or something in that four-year prize, or if uh, a six-pack of uh, cruises, if that's your thing, or a uh, beer, or, um, I don't know, a cake, uh, some candies, who knows. Somebody count those up. You know, how many times did I say it? And, um, and um, yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah, there's 36 minutes of your life that you won't get back. But as we go, the, the, the podcasts will become more interesting and some of it will be informative, some of it will be, or probably a lot of it will be controversial uh, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be me and, and the people that, I'll be inviting in. I just want them to be them. Just real. You know. No fake, you know, nothing to hide. Or as my wife would say, uh, in her culture, you know, they refer to fake people as plastic. And, yeah, and she's a very uh, transparent and, uh, you know, just brings everything to the party. You know, like, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, this is how I feel. This is it. And it works. It works. Yeah, I think a big part of our society, you know, tiptoes around stuff and avoids uh, the contentious issues, uh, maybe because of some because they're scared to be out of their depth, uh, even myself. There'll be topics that I'll cover, but I won't know great, you know, the, the real nitty-gritty stuff. So that's when I'll be inviting other people in that will. But topics that need to be covered. So again, I'm adding to this 36-minute initial podcast. Uh, and, <clears throat> yeah, um, 
with a bit of a scratchy voice actually. Uh, maybe this uh, new microphone setup that that I'll have soon uh, will uh, uh, help improve that. But I think a lot of it's been from the smoky environment that we've existed in over the last month. It's been a while. The bushfires just raging out of control. There's another topic that will be covered uh, by you know a couple of people that I already have in mind. And they've probably already uh, uh, nominated themselves. They know. They know that I'll be calling them. All right. Uh, ciao for now. All right. I'm good. All right. As of um, good afternoon, everybody. Um, I was just. Um, you know, tossing up whether or not I should do a podcast, but they're becoming a bit easier for me. I'm a little bit more um, relaxed with um, with whatever's coming out of my mouth, <laughs> um, which you know involves um, you know um, uh, being uh, comfortable with releasing whatever is bouncing around in my head through my mouth and sometimes it goes via my heart so I'm talking I'm I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, how people uh, you know become offended uh, very easily some some people and other people kind of just like um, don't process it that well and 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 so um, they're not offended at all because they're not hearing anything except for blah, 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 blah. True. True. I'm like that sometimes. just depends where my head's at and who it is, what they're talking about, where I am. So there's all these things, right? But let's say you're in a hall or you're in like a, a, a theatre um, you know, an auditorium or something, you know, where you bought a ticket to go and watch a show. And uh, you, you, you're not familiar with the artist, but you've heard a couple of their jokes and you're like, yep, you know, but some friends have gone, come on, you'll love it, let's go. I've done it. I've been the one encouraging others and I've been the one that's been dragged along also. All right? So... Even been dragged along to watch um, comedians that I haven't seen for years, and I wasn't, I guess you could say, I wasn't really keen. I just was like, went along because the mate said, you know, come on, we'll have some fun, and, I, and so I did. Uh, but once I got there, it was all good. I was, I was fine with it. I, I can remember that happening on two occasions. Um, I think back in 2016, um, and I think one of them was um, was Kev Luddy Wilson, and I, I hadn't seen him for a, f- a few years, but I'd, yeah, and I wasn't sure whether you know, I'd, uh, you know, and then, um, but his daughter Genitalia was performing, and then um, you know, I think Rodney Roode on another occasion. I think I might have seen him twice in in a week, and then. You know, I don't know. I think I'm, my head was just somewhere else. So, you know, because I love Rude. Um, most of his stuff's quite um, offensive and confronting for some. But like he says, he just rambles on with a whole lot of nonsense. And that's it. Like, And when he was trying to explain his style um, in the last few shows, because he was going... He's in retirement phase, so he was explaining stuff, thanking people. He was, it was different to other shows that I'd seen in previous years. Um, and, you know, uh, he goes all right, okay? Um, it's like any comedian, they might have the odd joke that you may not appreciate or that you don't laugh as hard as others or you're not laughing at it the same way that others are laughing at it. So, John Cleese, I was just, um, I don't even know why I was on YouTube just a minute ago. 
something come up, and it was John Cleese. Uh, oh, it was on Facebook because I follow him. John Cleese. Um, he was explaining something. So I just clicked on it, and it only went for about 30 seconds, maybe a little bit longer. And he was talking about, um, you know, a fish called Wanda when they were making it, um, or when they were um, doing, um, getting people to kind of review it. I'm not sure whether it was before they released it or whether this was after the fact, and they were just looking for feedback. And... Um, and he, he, he said that um, that they had three oh, or a question um, about you know what light made you laugh the most and they mentioned killing the dog uh, chips up Ken's nose if you've ever seen a fish called Wanderer you should watch it if you haven't you, you should um, and um, yeah chips up Ken's nose um, yeah, chips up Ken's nose, killing the dog, and um, Mr. Cleese, we'll call him John, dancing around naked, speaking Russian. That's those were the three things that um, people said made them laugh, and then um. There was another part to the questionnaire, and it was, uh, "What, what offended you?" And that was, uh, answer were the three same answers to the previous question, which were, people were offended by killing the dogs, uh, chipped up Ken's nose, and John dancing around naked, talking Russian. That was the scene, the scene with um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, oh, what's his name? Somebody received a uh, Kevin Klein. Oh, oh. And he, somebody received a, an Oscar or an Academy Award or something uh, for their performance in that movie. Uh, anyway, classic. Really, that was a classic movie. Jamie Lee Curtis at the time, she was kind of like um, the body, you know, and that was Tony Curtis's daughter. Tony Curtis is like someone that my grandparents and my parents would have watched. Um, so, you know, the golden era of Hollywood, Tony Curtis. Uh, so, that, then he talks about, John, when he talks about those answers, he talks about how people get anxiety at different levels. And then, so you've got the people laughing that just, like, appreciate you know, that um, humour, all those those gags within the um, those scenes. And then you've got the people that have, have kind of got the... Uh, that laugh, you know, the, they're not sure, but they kind of, like, relax when, uh, you know, I guess they... The other people are laughing and they kind of like let go of this extra energy um, that's, you know, uh, caused from or comes from that slight anxiety and then the laughter becomes bigger. So collectively, there's, uh, you know, a huge roar of laughter, kind of a build-up, I guess you'd say. And I guess the ones with the anxiety, that's a bit delayed. So the laughter starts off with a with a with a healthy laugh, but it gets into something more, um, you know, next level, uh, you know, uh, out of control, kind of louder, bigger, more energy. So yeah, John was saying that, and that, and that uh, kind of explains or. Uh, maybe supports um, the uh, the theory or that he's the humour, some of the humour, you know, that he's been, that he delivers or that he's been involved in, uh, you know, as a writer or as a performer, that has those dark connotations. And 
you know, I, I guess, you know, when I'm thinking about Monty Python stuff, and even um, his early, his early Faulty Towers stuff, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I get it, but I've never thought about it in lot in that way. So, I don't know, like my listeners are out there who my listeners are that uh, appreciate comedy and whatever it is, whether it's um, whether it's observational or whether it's uh, you know quirky um, uh, you know about life a little bit weird, a little bit left to centre I was um, listening to an Australian female comedian the other day for the first time and I'm just I love discovering new talent whether that's um, you know dancing or whether it's a musician or whether it's a singer or you know whether it's a comedian or um, I guess maybe even an actor I guess because like I, I have to say that I'm a fan of um, of certain actors that you know can play different roles um, you know without it's like oh it's him again or it's her again um, and there's not many there's a lot out there that the, the industry and, or the business and, and the fans say oh they're, they're great this one's great you know they're great um but they're not. They might have been great in that scene, in a certain scene, in a certain movie, um, you know, and whoever their co-stars are and that sort of thing, you know, often helps, um, you know, uh, bring out, you know, like a different... Um, you know, views and feelings and thoughts about, um, you know, certain actors and actresses and whatnot. So, for me, uh, you know, when... Because they're they're the arts. It's the arts. Acting, singing, dancing, writing, you know, performing, all that stuff, whether you're a guitarist or whether you're, you know, the... um, the person, uh, you know, that's put the stage production or whatever together, because um, all that's part of the um, of of what you're appreciating, uh, yeah. Because you can just throw like a, a bunch of people on stage, and um, and they just go about it, right? Just say that they're a band. You just go, here you go. No lighting, no no stage production, no, no nothing, right? Nothing else, just them raw, and that's it. And you got to love that, right? Okay, so there's been performances where of I, I don't really care about the lights and you know all of that. I'm just there. I'm listening to you know how they all how it all comes together. The drummer, the bass player, yeah, really. They, I don't care about the lights and all of the bloody banners and whatever other fancy technology they've got. I really don't. Not any. That's not. You know. I mean, but that you're paying extra money for that, right? <laughs> and yeah. So when you think about it, and then there are some performers that need that all of that pomp and pageantry to, um, you know, uh, help support their mediocre act. <laughs> right, let's be honest. So, I'm not going to name names, um, you know, or performers or, or acts or whatever. But, yeah, so back to comedy. Um, so, John Cleese... Uh, yeah, controversially, 
but there, there, there aren't too many comedians out there that haven't um, had a controversial moment or moments in their career, and some of them, that's what they built their career on, like that Sam Kinnis and Kinnis and and, um, and um, Ralphie May, who who was a, a, a Sam Kinison prodigy, you know, um, and others. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mind a bit of controversy either because it just makes things interesting, um, you know, a little bit confronting, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. So, um, and then, you know, I remember Billy Connolly. Um, I was... I didn't see this until I was an adult, but it, um, Doug Parkinson, I think, really early in his career, like, and those people became friends, and they were just like both big drinkers, and you know, and they, they used to catch up in different places, um, you know, having a good time and that together, according to some of the stories. So uh, Parkinson was saying how um, <clears throat> the first time. Uh, Billy was on his show. He was told not to tell a certain joke because there was some. Um, oh, she was police woman back in the day. Can't remember the name of the actress, but she was the glamour chick. She was like the Farrah Fawcett of the of the time, or the Cheryl Ladd, you know, um, or you know, she was like that. Um, Oh, what was the one, the name? And she married Zambora. They had a baby together. She was gorgeous too. I think she was in Dynasty or Dynasty and a few other ones. And she was like, oh. Anyway. Um, so, and I lost my spot then. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about comedy, but I, I got lost trying to bloody remember... Um, Oh, yeah, that chick's name. So, anyway, Billy Connolly's um, remarks not to tell a certain joke. And oh, I think also maybe it had something to do with uh, censorship as well. But also they didn't want to offend um, this um, this woman, this actress, who was, um, you know, that show, Police Woman. I think it was called Police Woman at the time, sometime in the early 70s um, or late mid late 70s some 70s it was 70s anyway he's told the joke <laughs> and it was something about um, you know telling him um, about uh, he was down the pub and having a couple of beers and um, his mates asked, asked him you know um how his wife was, and he said, "Oh, she died." And he was—he wasn't being very, uh, um, yeah, he wasn't, didn't, wasn't quite sad about it. And um, they were getting offended the way that he was describing, you know, she's gone, she's dead, she's, you know, kind of thing, and shoving his thumb up towards, the, you know, the the rear end of him over his shoulder. Ah, right, she's gone, mate, gone gone, that's it, and they're going, oh mate, they're going like, you know, um, if you're going to keep talking like that, we're not going to drink with you, something along those lines, you know, Billy was telling the joke, and you know, you can imagine his facial expressions, and his, his accent, and his animation, you know, his hands, his gestures and stuff, and so it's 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 quite, um, you know, even, you know, me, me watching it as an adult, you know, something that was, you know, back in the 70s. Can't remember when I first seen it. It would have been, you know, probably about, oh, at least 20 years ago um, when I first seen this um, this moment that he had on the Doug Parkinson show. And so the guys, he was going, oh, you know, um, and, and, and he, he buried her. Uh, you know, with a bum sticking out of the ground and all that. <laughs> and the guys were getting really annoyed with him then because, you know, he was speaking disrespectfully about his wife's death and how he buried her. 
and stuff. And then they said to him, well, well, that's so disrespectful. Billy, what did you bury here with a bum sticking out of the ground? And he said, well, I have to have somewhere to park me bike when I go around to visit her. Oh, and, you know, like, you know, maybe nobody's laughing at the joke. Um, <laughs> but back then, I don't know how... Um, how offensive that Jake may have come across because if that's like the mid mid 70s really any period during the 70s I guess um, the Billy you had um, you had you had Benny Hill and I think Dick Emery and all that doing their thing so you know um, I don't know uh, you know what um, the all the fuss was maybe about that joke, but still, I guess you're talking about, um, you know, <laughs> someone's passing, and then you know, it's burying them with their backside hanging out of the ground, so you can park your bike there when you go around to visit them, you know. But like, um, I just remember <laughs> the reaction, <laughs> and it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've just I've got that vision in my head, right. Yeah, so, yeah, and that was not a laugh that had any anxiety attached to it. I, I guess it, it probably does because I'm telling it to the audience and I'm a little bit apprehensive, I guess, as to how people may respond to me sharing that. But again, you know, that's the type of um, humour that I can you know, be entertained by. Uh, it just depends. Um, and then, say, so, you know, there's people that, um, you know, like dad jokes and, uh, um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I guess there's a, um, an opportunity for me or an idea that where I can, um, you know, talk to people and ask them about, um, what types of humour, you know, um, please them. Uh, and then, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that just don't appreciate um, humour or comedy uh, in general because, you know, uh, there's it's really easy to to misinterpret that. Um, or do, and or to be offended by it. So I, I guess there's there's an opportunity for me to maybe perhaps make up a, a um, to make up a, a YouTube and maybe get some feedback. I don't know um, where I'm at at this stage with those um, conversations or, or or topics, subject matters. So anyway. Um, that, that'll do me I think for now I just wanted to share um, that little bit about comedy because it's always there for me there's all, I've always something that I'll be driving along and I can, I can see I might be driving along I might be standing at the you know in line at the fuel station waiting to pay for fuel I could be um you know, just reading something or listening to something and something just pops up in my head and I'm, you know, I'm having a giggle about that. I mean, I've sat on the edge of my bed. I've woke up to go to the toilet and I'm, I've sat on the edge of the bed and I've just grabbed my phone and I'm checking my phone and something comes up in my feed on Facebook and it's humoured me and I'm sitting there having like a one of those laughs where you're kind of almost bouncing and um, I'll get to the point where I've got like tears in my eyes and um, I, I can't make any noise and sometimes I can't breathe laugh that that type of laugh that's the type of laugh I like but what I don't like about it is if you're in a, a room where or a space or an environment where somebody's telling the joke you miss the next joke and that's been the case when I've uh, been at a Rodney Rude show 
and just been laughing that hard at his his first joke or the a joke and then he's gone rolled on to the next one <coughs> and I've missed it and you kind of spew them you know because you want every laugh possible you know you want to get your your money's worth not so much money's worth but just yeah you just don't want to miss a moment right so I'll leave you on that note it's almost 25 minutes that'll do that was a healthy podcast and um, I think I may have gone uh, you know taken a couple of layers or levels taken a couple of layers off or added a couple more levels or depth uh, to the understanding of look at this bus oh my god just pulled straight out in front of me and like just uh, anyway um, it's not like I'm in a rush but I'm like almost where they are and they just come out seriously like anyway alright enjoy